BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. (laughs) On today's episode, it's all about the history of eating utensils. Hmm. What we do with eating utensils, it's not what it was upon invention, okay. really. So we're going to talk about that, and uh, it's going to be a two-parter. Sounds so, good. So uh, this week, we'll talk about the history, how they developed them, and how we end up using them. Just broad strokes. I'm no historian here, but gotcha. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next week, we're going to go through the differences in the uh, modern-day utensils, oh, okay. how to tell them apart how to use them in the correct uh, time and space. Awesome. But first, the intro. I'm tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a pawn while they play. I'm tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Danny DeVilla. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? Cutlery, silverware, flatware, utensils, tableware. What else? Service? Chopsticks. Chopsticks. <laughs> no matter what you call them. You got to eat with something. You got to eat with something. <laughs> you got to eat with something. And they may they may look standard, but they're not. Okay. I mean, we don't always call them by the correct names. Mm-hmm. And fewer and fewer places... They offer. They don't offer more than three courses. Yeah. So you you have a choice. You either remark the table mm-hmm. if you don't give them, you know, or you you do the place settings. Absolutely. And what uh, your restaurant? What do you guys do? Um, we do roll ups, but they they provide two forks and a knife. Okay. Um, this way, they have something. If we have like, if they order an appetizer, there's already a fork. And this way, we don't have to remark if they when they have for their dinner coming up. Gotcha. And uh, we do roll-ups as well. Uh, we're, I, I find that if you're, in, you're inside, outside, mm-hmm. you don't want the the silverware to be just exposed exactly, all, the time, all the time. You know, Unless you're completely inside, you can set the table absolutely. and have them sit down and so on and so forth. And it depends on the style of the restaurant. True. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And uh, we generally, we're not in control of all the courses they get to choose, so we don't really roll up a... A steak knife in there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, we don't either. I'm just, just a general, like, like, like a general knife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Now. What some people will call a butter knife, but it's not because we're going to learn that in this show. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're going to learn that in the next week. Oh, show. okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. I mean, originally what I wanted to do uh, was go through the history and 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 go through the differences. In, I'm going to learn in, something in, today, in the, I didn't, in the when he, when, he kinda, when he kind of talked about this, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I have no idea. I mean, I understand, you know, cutlery as a whole, but mm-hmm. not, not the history of by any means. Well, hopefully, I'm not uh, over promising. It's okay. But, I um, mean, I, something to learn is always worth something. You know, knowledge in itself is always good. In, in the end, they're tools. Yeah. So if you think about it in in the sense of of their tools, yeah. And you're you're good at history. Mm-hmm. That's basically the whole McGillicuddy right yeah. there. Right now, the. Babies in some cultures still hold the best utensils around, which are your hands, your fingers, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I've never eaten at a Moroccan place. Actually, I have. Like a true Moroccan place, yeah. A true Moroccan place, you know, their style of food lends itself to the hands. The scoop and the, you know. Yeah, these, because you're breaking pita, stuff. You, and yeah, you kind of, yes, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it's also communal. You know, mm-hmm. obviously you're going to stick to your, your side of the bowl. The concept of breaking bread, my man. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you, there's usually communal bowls. Mm-hmm. You always take from your side of the bowl and you're you're scooping that way and you're eating and things like that. And and there's really no double dipping because yeah. you're you're taking the portion that. You that know, one piece and you're eating that in, correct. as a whole. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but. You know, it is what it is. When in when in Morocco, <laughs> or I, I, I'm not familiar with it if it's just Northern Africa or wherever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Now let's start at five thousand five hundred thousand BC, the Stone Age. Okay. Boom. Now with the Stone Age, you're gonna have things like sharp stones mm-hmm. for cutting meat. Okay. And 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 fruit. Yeah. Right. Basically, you're going to use the stone to break into the fruit. Mm-hmm. If there's a sharp edge, you're using that to uh, to peel. Yeah. And you're using that to carve meat pieces of meat away from bone and and from the animal that they killed all the above. Yeah. Correct. And and so from there, it, it graduates to just the materials that you have on hand, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, wood or seashells. Or animal horns, you can imagine that you use the animal horns to drink from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like the, Vikings almost. <laughs> that's that's debatable. Okay. You know, the the idea that Vikings even had that garb is, uh, you know, with the horns on the helmet and stuff like that is not accurate. Okay. But it's pervasive mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you tell everybody to to draw anything from you know about or conjure any images of Vikings. It's the first thing that's coming to yeah, mind. Yeah, they they got the hat with the horns and things <laughs> like that. And I wonder where where that part of it originates. Mm-hmm. But there's no evidence that says that they they, they actually yeah. wore that. Um, <clears throat> again, I'm not a historian, so don't anybody you know write me and tell me you know this, that, and the other. But I mean, you I, can, and we we like to know the information. That's true, especially if you have knowledge of it that we don't have. That that's that's the manner in which uh, you may write me. Yes, you know, but don't tell me, hey, you know, you got. I'm telling you what I I believe to be true. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's not law. <laughs> <laughs> now, so the Stone Age uh, era. 
you're going uh, 12,000 BC, is the introduction of pottery. Mm -hmm. Now, the introductory of pottery is going to let you fashion bowls, so there's going to be more uh, food storage. Mm -hmm. And in that is also a step up in technology. Yeah, so that's like probably the earlier kilns and, you know, doing the pottery with natural... Yeah, I mean, and all that kind of stuff. Which, yeah, you're gonna now. Now you're really you're gonna be holding things like water, water. Um, food. So when you if you're not eating it off the animals' bones or just eating the fruit and you're storing it in these bowls, you're gonna need something to scoop it out with, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be scooping. And, and this is like I'm talking ancient times. Yeah. Okay. And you're still gonna be using the. Um, the, the flattened stones and things yeah. like that. And you're going to be keeping them for for those reasons. These are going to be your, your, your utensils. And so now that you have more stylized um, uh, bowls, you have more stylized utensils to get things out of out those of, bowls. Okay. So you have pieces of stone forming simple knives. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't really have any... Uh, any illustrations? Obviously, okay. this is not the place for illustrations, but a lot of times, if there are, I'll put them in the show notes. Okay, cool. Now, we'll find some for you guys. <laughs> around <laughs> now, coming coming a few uh, thousand years uh, uh, later, we're going to the first use of the uh, uh, chopsticks in, okay. ancient so, in ancient China. That's about three thousand BC. Now, ancient China, this is not, you know, throughout the whole of, um, East. And uh, now chopstick is a whole other deal, okay? Love chopsticks. Do you? you? So you know how to use chopsticks? Yes. Okay. It's a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. And like anything else, we see things, mm-hmm. like the show I'm going to do next week, we see things on the surface, like like a fork. Mm-hmm. A fork is not a fork is not a fork. They're different shapes of forks. Absolutely. They're different number of tines mm-hmm. and things like that. Same with the knives. Now, it's similar to chopsticks. Do you know the differences in the, uh, in the chopsticks? No. All right. Educate me. Now... Chinese chopsticks are different than Japanese, Japanese okay. chopsticks, and then it even goes into um, into p- p- the Pacific Rim, whether it's um, Korea and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They also have their different their versions? versions of chopsticks, and it, it, culturally, they may look similar, but they're they're quite. quite I don't want to say quite different because quite different means it's a different utensil, yeah. but they are. Now, when you hold a, China, uh, a Japanese chopstick. It tends to be uh, pointier at the at, at the, the tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that the bottom? That well, sounds like the top to me. Well, where the food, where, you, where you're grabbing the food, is thinner than the top. The top Correct. is thicker. Yes, it's yeah. it's 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 pointier. Yeah. Okay. And then with the Chinese chopsticks, they tend to be wider. Okay. Thicker throughout the body, mm-hmm. and uh, the the ends are blunt. Or, or even flatter. Mm, okay. Okay. And there are differences. Obviously, there's differences in the food, but but how the how you use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, it's it's really impolite to stab your food uh, in in China. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that's why their their tips are are blunt. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, in in in, ja- in Japan, I believe it to be impolite to cross your chopsticks on the table. Mm, you know okay. they, they should be parallel, 
and um, a whole other show. Yeah. And uh, so there's differences in the lengths in the mm-hmm. chopsticks, the body of them. Uh, I'm trying to imagine uh, the Korean chopsticks. They, they're also they're medium in length. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go into the the whole thing, but just know that they're different. They're all different. Like okay, the cool. major differences is in the in the in tips, the width, in the in the the, tips. the 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 thickness, the the width, and the length. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's ancient China. Uh, now we're going into the Bronze Age now. Okay. Okay. So now the Bronze Age. What's that? Uh, bronze, copper, yeah, and and more weapons and more tools. More weapons, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, think of uh, think of more durability mm-hmm. now in in the uh, in, in utensils. You're in the utensils, yeah. yeah, because wood's not going to really hold up. And it's splinters. And, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it rots. Mm-hmm. Um, it wears down. Absolutely. Obviously, for knives and things like that, you wouldn't be able to use that for a mm-hmm. knife. But then for stones the, the and shells, the, that cutting blade is going to, or that cutting edge, I should say, is going to be, you know, not durable. So yeah. that that part of history is going to usher in more, mm-hmm. but still not even close to being ubiquitous as far as um, we're talking. These are the invention portions yeah. of it, you know. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, the spoons are the earliest, mm-hmm. then knives. Well, maybe not then knives. I, I can't imagine that, you know. I say then knives because they you you always want to use something, you know, sharp to stick I mean, like, I think like you said from the beginning, there's always been knives. Though. Yeah, there's always been knives. Or something that's going to cut into something. Correct. Uh, and, and a lot of this is the transition from uh, tools and weapons as in tools, as in a cooking mm-hmm. utensil, yeah. but not necessarily eating utensil. Yeah. So the knives are going to be more pointy than mm-hmm. sharp. Exactly. Okay? And then as as they become more useful and smaller and, and become, you know, when technology can make yeah. better Similar uh, to what we reliables, have today, but di- yes. yes, then they became more sharp, you know? Absolutely. Okay. I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm explaining it uh, well. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as we're starting to make them more durable, Mm -hmm. they become more status symbols, particularly for the wealthy. Okay. The differences are going to be what we have: bronze and copper. That's going to be more accessible to the lower class, if it were, for, especially for that time age. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we even say middle class. Yeah. You know, the lower class, they're still eating with their their fingers. Mm-hmm. Okay. N- make no no bones about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. They're just eating to be eating. They're just eating to be eating. <laughs> but now you have the wealthy to be able to afford status symbols mm-hmm. like. Like the silver and gold, mm-hmm. and those they're using the silverware. They're 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 Is that where the term holding from? the silverware. Um, I, I I I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm gonna so. look into that for the next show because there's silverware, there's flatware, there's yeah. things like that, and um, I, I I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Now the status part of it becomes important. Now they're starting to use. Uh, Gold spoons, mm-hmm. 
as uh, there's something called uh, gifting spoons. Gotcha. Okay. Back in the day, the wealthy would would give uh, gifting spoons to their to you know the parents of newborns, mm-hmm. and it's supposed that that's where the phrase "silver spoon" came from. Ah, okay. Right. So not being born with a silver spoon in your mouth, it's more of a what's it called an idiom more so than a truism. Yes. Right. So they would give you know. A spoon made of silver or gold as a gifting spoon. And they were using larger models of spoons as um, coronation spoons Mm -hmm. for all the kings. They would be, before their coronation, they would get a a big gold spoon, Mm -hmm. things like that. So now spoons are becoming more of a a status symbol, more so than uh, a true eating utensil. Now we're going to go into... Out of like that uh, ceremonial, you know, um, reason for having that particular utensil anyway. And we're going to usher in the Iron Age. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the Iron Age, things are starting to be able to be forged. Yes. And forged, you're going to be able to have more of a, a better edge. Yes. And a better point. Yeah. Sharper. Okay? Correct. Still a little big for eating, but we're talking, we're still in the invention part Absolutely. of things and the, the refinement part of things more so than the, the widespread adoption of them. Now we're going to 200 BC or so mm-hmm. with the Chinese Han uh, da- Dynasty. The Han Dynasty? They're starting to use chopsticks more widely as a utensil with their meals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whereas ancient China, they, they invented it. So now it's starting to spread. Because, now it's being a household name almost. Yeah. Now it's starting to spread more to, to, to the, their way of, uh, of, of, of life, of, of life. Their and, culture and, as a whole. Correct. At this time, although all the utensils were invented, now we're starting to see them being adopted through this part of history, right? So you're shifting from um, BC to AD. And so the five, fifth and sixth century, the spoon is starting to uh, adopt, be adopted in more and more countries um, from, you know, the, they starting to attach handles to them, you sure. know? Well, I mean, that makes sense because over that time, from where we jumped to where we are now, it's during the, Ro- you know, the Roman dynasty and mm-hmm. they had a very large expanse of the world. So whatever they probably... We're, we're issuing out is going to spread around with how they do things. Yeah. So there's a, you know, so basically civilization is growing. It's growing. Yes. And with that, you're going to really spread your, your technologies mm-hmm. and, you know, as you're taking over places, you know. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a simple wood handle on, on these utensils. And so, you know, bone, mm-hmm. wood, shell it's still commonplace still simple but we're moving right along yeah. with with the with the silverware with the 6th to 10th uh century AD uh we're getting more more commonplace is the wealthier using yes. the 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 mod- modernized what we what we start to see as silverware yeah. yeah now now you're in the era of kings and queens and and people start to separate themselves from the other di- from Dynasties are less prevalent, but now we're making countries. Yeah, now we're making countries. And uh, so then after the Ming Dynasty, uh, that's when chopsticks are all over China. Yeah. And I believe that to be um, 1368 to mm-hmm. 1644. Um, you have, you know, now chopsticks 
all Everywhere. over China. Yeah. The 17th century, the fork, which you would think would be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the spoon makes sense to be the first, the first real utensil because it's easier to scoop. You're, you know, you can still in your mind, you're breaking stuff down. You don't need to. A lot of stuff, a lot of eating and stuff back then was porridge or soup based because mm-hmm. you would get all these ingredients like potatoes and stuff that you farmed and yeah. you would put them into water and that's how you started making these flavors and combining things so everything it was a lot easier with a spoon because it was soupy kind of foods you True. Know, and you would dip your bread into that kind of stuff and depending on what your culture is but across the board when you think about it if you're you know you're killing and you know you you, you got a pot you learned like you said we first started with the um way back was when you first started making pottery potteries you know you start being able to cook things and that's the first thing you're gonna do is learn to cook Easy with water, adding food, yeah. vegetables, and getting all these flavors going. Yeah. The fork used to be just a, a two-tined tool. Mm-hmm. I want to say tool because it was more for cooking, transferring. What's that thing called? You see them at a... It looked it look more like, like how you get that when you were barbecuing those things? Yeah. Or you hold the meat when you're yeah. cutting it? They're not skewers, but there's something along those lines. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, man, I don't know why this that escapes me. It's... It actually has a name for it, not a pitchfork, but um, it's that kind of idea. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And and apology. You know what? If you can, see if you can look it up. Okay. I don't know what you would put it as, but um, I will filibuster until uh, you, you get that. Carving fork. Carving fork. It's a two-pronged fork used to hold meat steady while it's being carved. Now, that's exactly what the, the early forks were. Yes. They were used to hold the meat steady while you cut the mm-hmm. food. And now the carving fork. See, that's I'm going to add that to next week's show because uh, that's the very definition of a tool more so than Absolutely. you know a, mm-hmm. an eating utensil because there's... Uh, there's cocktail forks, mm-hmm. and traditionally those only have two tines. Now yeah. they have three. Uh, there's cake forks. There's let them eat cake. <laughs> let them eat cake. And, uh, and and yes, so now you you get into there's cake the, forks. There's there's dinner forks, fish, lunch forks, lobster forks, fruit salad, dessert, ice cream forks. Believe it or not. Uh, really an ice cream fork yeah it's pastry seafood strawberry forks a snail fork which I understand and an oyster fork bam now I'm curious about the ice cream fork does it look like a spork kind of kind of it's not so in the design so it's like a half spork okay it has the rounded off edge but only on one side it has tines it has three what? Yeah, but it, it's rounded off, so only on one edge, it's more like a spoon. The other edge is like a fork. An ice cream fork. Yes. I would never have guessed that. Yes. Man. No. That's the dessert fork I just explained. Sorry. The the ice cream fork is almost like a trident. Okay. So it is rounded on both sides. Okay. Yes. And it looks more like, like a spork, but instead of, you know how the sporks just kind of have like, the mm-hmm. like, they get a little sharp, they go almost like this and they kind of create this kind of nice almost very regal looking okay yeah is it is, is at any point it, it was uh it's uh, it looks like it cuts through the ice cream too so it kind of looks so it makes it easier but you still have that spoon aspect to it you know what that's probably back in the day when they weren't putting pumping air into these uh yeah. doggone ice creams is that the ice creams were hard man yeah you see them get, getting into the bin and like exactly them out. you have to really get in there mm. I just let it soften up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped, skipped the whole fork. Skipped the whole process. 
Well, make sure you join us next week when we get into um, the the differences in in the and all those things uh, we just in, talked in, about. all those things that we just <laughs> talked about. And um, and I do know a good amount, but there's more I need to learn because I didn't know there was an ice cream fork. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, where are we at in history? We are what? We're closer to like the 1700s. Yeah, we're closer. We're we're in the 17th century. And uh, now, now that Europe is starting to have more the modern silverware uh, commonplace, mm-hmm. from there things are going to start to spread. Okay, and that's where my intentions are to get into the differences Boom. in in the in the uh, in the utensils because from there you don't want to get into the minutia of of what's where. Now we have modern silverware, yeah, you know, or flatware or dinnerware mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. The knife was invented, and there's different forms of it. Uh, the fork, and the the fork probably has the most variety. Yeah, and then, as we just kind of talked about. Yes, <laughs> and then obviously there's you know a spoon for different occasions. Thanks. Absolutely, right. And so I hope I was able to give you a little bit of uh, a little history you know, lesson, a little yeah. history, a little glimpse into uh, into into the silverware or Absolutely. utensils or, or the as tools it were. for eating tools of the of, of man yes <laughs> and and now I, I like to tell you the genesis of how i come up with these yeah i was gonna, uh, I was gonna show yeah, show ideas how you, you know because i thought it was very interesting now i we have one singular pasta dish at my particular mm-hmm. restaurant we're a seafood restaurant so we have a seafood linguine perfect and a guest of mine we I, full disclosure we do not mark our table with, with a pasta spoon with a with a pasta spoon if 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 you will or a large spoon mm-hmm. and the person asked for a spoon but i noticed this is my my check back they they weren't eating almost like a refusal to eat without a spoon okay i get them a spoon and one of the uh, Facebook groups that I that I'm in, um, I don't you know post anything regularly or yeah. anything like that. I'm I'm just a member because I'm I'm you I'm like into, to research certain things. Absolutely. Not only that, I'm I'm into restaurant yeah. stuff. You know, obviously. So <laughs> yes, obviously. So I posted. <laughs> I posted a question: Am I the only one who eats a pasta without a spoon? You know, or am I the only one that knows how to do that? What? Let me know if you know if it's a faux pas. Should I just be straight giving them a spoon, off, or off what the, the case? Or... Yeah, off the rip. I want to know. And I think my question was uh, misconstrued as me being not giving them a spoon because I don't use a spoon. That's not me. You know, yeah, I'm here to bring you stuff, so yeah. no problem. But I want to know how to make my job easier and more efficient. And I got very divisive uh, responses as far as, or divided, I should say. Some people didn't know it was a thing to eat a uh, long pasta with a spoon. And, I didn't know it was a thing. And I've I mean, never used I, it. I, over time, I understood, but I didn't, you know, I mean, originally, I was like, as a kid, I ate it with a fork. Yeah. I thought it was easier to twirl it up and put it in your mouth. Use the size of the bowl. Yeah. You know, it, it's not <laughs> challenging. Yeah. You know? Or use the bread or whatever you else needed to kind of help you out throughout the dish. I never really needed help, yeah. but but you know what I mean. You know, yeah, and I and I even stated I get it's a preference or whatever the case may be. And what I found out that was culturally, 
Some people just grew up that way. Mm -hmm. They used a spoon or not spoon. To spoon or not to spoon. Now tell them about the origin or of the spoon itself with the pasta dish. So I got one particularly interesting uh, response uh, from a person who paraphrased from an old school Italian person. Mm -hmm. And they said that in Italy, they will serve the pasta with a spoon, but it's not for twirling. It's for tossing, mm -hmm. tossing the, the sauce with the noodles, the, the sauce with the light sauce with the noodle and the cheese. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I thought that that was very insightful. I love learning. Yeah. I'm not here to tell you that I know everything. We're on this journey together. Absolutely. And I love the fact that, you know, people may have uh, miscon misconstrued that as the necessity the tea, the habit, to absolutely. have a spoon served with, but yes, to toss the the light sauce with your um with your noodles and cheese and that's what the spoon apparently or maybe not you gotta mix the gravy with the noodles you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah we're gonna leave it at that if if you if you really have uh you know light on this subject you know let me know and I'll share it with the audience um I'm active on Instagram you could follow me on Instagram at, at the modern way to podcast and if you want to email me, I'm themodernwaiter at gmail.com. And uh, we are growing and we're grateful for you. And uh, yeah, if you want to support our show, the best way that you could do that is pass it along to a friend. Tell them you listen to the Modern Waiter podcast and it was pretty cool. Also, you can also write us a review. Uh, you can give us five stars. And uh, what's that? I said preferably. <laughs> I said it quietly, then you maybe say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, why not? What's the point of dogging somebody out? It was subliminal. It was my, my preferably was subliminal. I, I, I'm overt. <laughs> I'm an overt kind of guy. You know, we're all about love and support here. You know, if, if there are ways to improve, you let us know privately. You don't put people on blast. You got to hold people up. You know what I mean? True. There, there's ways to do things. And uh, tell them about our, uh, you know, our, our people. Our people. Our people, we are part of the One Star Podcast Network, the one-stop shop for all your restaurant-centric uh, podcasts. We have the Macaroni Zone, Copper and Heat. We have our man, Quaylen Harris. Confessions of a Server. Confessions of a Server. The ladies who are... Sidework Podcast. Sidework Podcast. And we also have In Your Mouth Podcast. We did that right from memory. <laughs> Give them a listen. You know, we're a growing network and we're, we're very diverse. We have, we have voices from different, different everywhere peoples. Yes. Put it that way. Absolutely. You know, and, and you'll know what but I mean. But we're crossing the full spectrum with it. We're crossing the full spectrum of it. Uh, you know, modern day, all day. And, uh, Every day of the week, we have a new podcast for your listening pleasure, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So every weekday. And Friday. Did I forget Friday? It's okay. Monday, Tuesday, it. Wednesday, Thursday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and we are out, people. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. I'm Daniel DeVille. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I'm gone. <laughs> Later. <laughs>
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.